0: Welcome to Let's Talk, podcast by Dan International with your host, Prince Irungu. Uh, this is where we have conversations with Kenyans uh, living abroad about experiences and matters investments back home. Today, we're delighted to have Harold Nikal, who is the engineering manager at Netflix, Karibu. So, Harold, uh, tell us Thank more you. about yourself and uh, what you do.
1: Yeah. Santa Santa. So yeah, a small point of correction there. I used to be an engineering manager at Netflix. Um, I, oh, okay. I left, yeah, I left, um, two, two months ago, beginning of March to do my own startup. So I'm on month, month number two, I think this is week 10 of, of doing my startup and it's uh, it's been quite a journey in, in 10 weeks. So, yeah. But to give you a, a bit of a background, yeah i was born and raised in kenya um i left kenya in 2000 to to come to the us to go to college essentially and um i've been here since um you know i did my undergrad my master's degree and then i've been working in uh the tech industry since then uh so i've worked at uh microsoft i've worked at uh, box and i've worked at netflix and uh finally i um I am working for myself, which is something I remember when I was in high school, like that was, you know, I I got interested in entrepreneurship from when I was in high school and it's taken me a good 20 years to 20 plus years to have the courage and feel that I'm prepared to do it. So, um, yeah, it's an, it's, it's an exciting kind of point in my, in my career
0: that's pretty an impressive roster um maybe of the companies that you have worked at so how can you say the transition has been now that maybe you're working for yourself how how is that transition like
1: um i mean it's it's different right i just don't i don't have the resources that all these companies have so it has to be scrappy right now it's just the two of us uh we haven't raised money like me my co-founder and i uh, pretty much doing everything. Nothing is done for you. So I'm learning a lot, being thrown into the deep end, uh, you know, meeting customers, meeting partners, uh, designing the product, developing the products. As an engineer, I'm doing a lot of the tech implementation, uh, kind of making decisions. So there's just, it's it's a totally different world. But there's, there's things in, you know, in, that you learn working in bigger companies uh that help like you learn how to relate mm-hmm. with people how to work with people um because essentially that's actually the, the hardest part of large companies is you know there's different car- characters different personalities and like that kind of like yeah. um the culture of a place usually dictates how things work so learning how to navigate uh, different cultures i think it's the same in the startup world but you're kind of navigating it with you have know, just there's a little there's a lot more at stake
0: <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you're trying to figure your way out and uh so what's the product that you're working
1: at uh at the moment um i actually there's there's i can't share much quite yet because okay. we're at the stage of uh what i call still discovery so okay. i don't necessarily have um an easy way to describe it, but I'll summarize It's not like it's a secret or anything. It's just, we mm-hmm. haven't found that key pitch for it.
0: Um, finished, it's, yeah.
1: yeah, It's a product for uh, community admins, right? So, you know, online communities have been gaining in popularity over, you know, um, I guess since the Facebook Myspace days, but more so recently, um, you know, there's um, Discord groups everywhere. Um, you know, things like clubhouse, like there's this idea of communities and, uh, um, um, groups that have some affinity, right? So whether it's developer groups, uh, in neighborhoods, you have like, uh, mom groups or neighborhood groups and things like that. And usually the community admins put in a lot of, um, you know, sweat equity. And mm-hmm. so at the tooling that they have uh, my co-founder used to work at Facebook uh, on the groups product. And um, you know, is very familiar with some of the pain point from an admin perspective that just the tools that community admins have uh, to help them moderate and manage these groups are not uh, always adequate. So we have an opportunity to provide some service for community admins.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and um there's various tools we are looking at um around that and you know maybe we'll check back in in a few weeks um that'll be yeah. uh, a little more free to talk about it when we've, when we've discovered it but we literally just launched okay. our first customer uh last last week and wow, that's so awesome. we'll be doing like a, yeah we'll be doing a pilot of uh, till about end of june um with maybe you know a handful of customers for the next like four weeks or so and then by then okay. if it's if we feel like the pilot is successful then we um we will go out and raise money and do the launching on uh, on the various media platforms and you know try to do that yeah
0: uh, that's pretty interesting because as you have mentioned uh community is the actual thing that people are or companies are aiming towards or building actually towards. And so you are hearing that you are venturing to that space because uh, currently I've heard that there are uh, uh, community developer jobs that were not currently even there, they were not there previously. So uh, you, you're talking about uh, that that actually co- community building aspect, because even us as, as at Dan International, that's what you are trying to do, building a community of people who are in the diaspora, yeah, to connect them to service providers and to have them execute their projects back at home efficiently and so um that's actually something that we have not been <laughs> been able to map or how to do it essentially and so um so how 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 can you maybe you can talk more about that how how, how do people build community like-
1: Um, so I'm definitely not an expert in building communities. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a part of a few, what I would consider, um, especially now that, uh, I kind of went out on my own, um, uh, into entrepreneurship, like there's, um, communities of like entrepreneurs, right? So I chat, like I'm in a few Slack groups of just around entrepreneurship and, yeah, I I can't say I'd say I know how to build them. I've been a part of them. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Um, my uh my co-founder is a lot more experienced on this. What I can say that I've learned talking to you know, this is several dozen customers. There's the biggest thing is authenticity, right? Uh, people yeah. choose to congregate somewhere based on like some shared kind of shared well, values, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah, shared shared values or, you know, kind of shared likes. Um, And it's, you know, it's an opting thing. There's very few communities that, like, you're forced to be a part of. And in every space, there's room for multiple communities. Even within a neighborhood, you'll find that now that, you know, like, kind of like local physical communities of, like, a neighborhood are going online, you'll find that one neighborhood has multiple you know um maybe facebook groups because there's just different personalities and there's certain things that are are, um quote-unquote kosher in some communities and not in others so it's about finding that authenticity and and nurturing it and trying to steer away like um it's fine to steer away um uh i think topics and people that don't fit so as community admins, you kind of have to nurture the things that you think are valuable for the community. And also, people like members want to find value, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is some value that people need to feel that they're getting from the community. So it can be knowledge, uh, professional growth in different communities, just camaraderie. Um, there's there's a value that people have to feel that they're getting.
0: Yeah. Uh, and
1: that needs to kind of always through.
0: Uh, you've mentioned um so some of the things like authenticity uh value addition and i think those are really um key things when you're talking about community uh, community building aspect and so yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty f- fascinated to see what what you come up with as maybe a beached market or you know, that featured uh that niche um for your product um yeah so i'm pretty excited for you uh good luck on that journey also thank you yeah so uh, maybe I would like to ask uh, maybe a couple yeah, of questions. You. Um, so, um, have you ever good, yeah, go ahead. have you ever found yourself yeah in a position that you want to run an errand? Let's say that you maybe you have lived there for like 19 years now plus. So, um, how do you go about uh, doing projects back yeah. at home in Kenya?
1: So, it's it's a handful of times. It's not something I have um, often, but when I do have it, it feels very crucial. Um, uh, so usually i'm using i'm using relatives to to run uh, those type of errands like in the the two most recent that i can mention um in the past year um i was trying to to buy a residence in 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 nairobi purchase a residence i just i recently got married oh, congratulations. so you know like with kenyan traditions once you get married like my wife thank you if my wife and i can't <laughs> can't stay, in our parents' home, you know. So when you visit, now it becomes an issue uh, on, like, having to plan, like, accommodation. So um, I thought it was kind of the right time to buy residence in Nairobi. And just the process of, like, finding a place and, you know, you find interest, Mm -hmm. like, you'll find some listings online, but um, it seems like Kenya is still a place where a lot of what you do is just a matter of physically going to see something or talk to somebody so need somebody to go look at a place and take some pictures and then maybe talk to the owner and get more details because it was just hard to do online that was a recent one before that i had issues renewing my kenyan passport and you know through here we do it through the embassy right Mm -hmm. Mm but um you know you'd call the embassy and they're just telling you like oh you know we haven't heard back from nairobi you know they send the passports to kenya And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, I need somebody to go to to, um, the immigration department in Nairobi to check up on my passport. Again, relying on family members, I was having, like, uh, my sister help me. Sometimes she's, like, uh, up country because she's also working. She's not always in, you know, she was traveling for work. And so you find that things where, you know, like, the errand, like, the, the biggest thing is you kind of need to find somebody you trust. Uh, and even where, you know, like, okay, this I would only trust with a family member, there's Mm -hmm. some legwork that you just need somebody to complete something, that even if I was working with my brother or my sister to do something, say, for example, in purchasing a residence, that if it's just like, you know, go get, you know, pictures of this place or schedule an appointment with, uh, with this person, uh, I'd want to make it easier when I'm relying on my family who I'm not compensating in any way to do something <laughs> yeah. for me that, you know, that I could even make it easier for them and do a little bit of legwork work before. Um, so there's been a few things um, hosted an event a few years ago where again, I just needed to see venues, talk to venue and get their rates. And you can't always get it over the phone. So you go talk to the person, look at the place so just shortlisting before saying like, okay, let's shortlist it to, you know, there's five places. Just somebody to do the legwork to go get those details. Then I can kind of take over from there. Um, those are the kind of things that that I have. And I wouldn't say they're often,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, it's you, once a year I'll have something, uh, but it always feels like when it's there, like it's really, I mean, I've actually literally thought of like, you know, should I just uh, go, uh, go to Nairobi, take, have an excuse, and and go to Kenya <laughs> to deal with it?
0: <laughs> oh, okay, <Yeah. laughs> that's pretty maybe inconvenient. Uh, yes. Since you, like, you have to travel back uh, in order to get something done, especially when you don't have somebody like a family member to do that for you. Um, so you find yeah. that maybe you find uh, do you experience delays in that? Maybe if you want to get some things done, um,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, I mean d- delays is now the nature of the game, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's uh planning so yeah, so it's it's kind of hard to measure the delays because even if I was there then, you know, it it tends to be hard. So if I take the example of like, you know, I was trying to find out what was going on, why my passport was stuck, mm-hmm. right? Um you know, maybe I talk to a family member. They can't go, you know, tomorrow, but they can go next week on Monday. But that doesn't mean my passport will, you know, will get there five days faster, right? So yeah, it's hard mean? to gauge what the delays are. But it's just the turnaround time on status is 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 hard. Um, if I, you know, if I talk to a family member, and I also have to be, you know, I, I you know, I have to the thing is when people are doing you favors, you really have to be accommodating and give kind of leeway and not put a lot of pressure on when things need to be done, even when it's family members, because after a while it it becomes a chore and you don't want it to become a chore. So even when friends who want to help you, um, so, you know, I can't, I can't really do like push hard. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of take, um, um, you give people time and say like, okay, you know, get to me next week. Whereas if I was there, I would probably do it in a day. Or, yeah. you know, if I was paying for a service, I'd be like, okay, I need this quickly done in two days. Then you can kind of command commandeer that. But I don't know if that means things turn out to happen faster. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, the assumption is that, you know, if I can start this ball rolling or get this information, then things will happen faster. So it's just a matter of like budgeting time. Uh, things already happen pretty slowly um, yeah. in, my, in my experience in comparison uh it feels like it could be faster um, if you didn't have to rely on on favors uh, but how you know how much um, you know how much faster it would be like is uh, is still you know it's hard to quantify because it's it really depends
0: <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, depends maybe on the type of errand and, and maybe what you need yeah. get done on the ground, and so um, yeah. yeah. So in that yeah. that specific instance of you wanted to purchase maybe a, a house in in Nairobi, so um, ha- have you been successful in that, or how long has that taken you? Um, if if it has,
1: yeah. So I've been successful. It took several months of uh, of searching for the right place, and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once, uh, you know, kind of searching and and looking at different places, once I found something that I thought was, uh, was right and within my budget and, um, you know, started doing like, you felt like, um, you know, wanted to go forward with it, then the paperwork to get it closed actually took surprisingly long. From the time I decided I'm, I'm going in and I'm ready, I want to say it took like three months uh, before it actually finally, actually longer. It took three months to actually get like the place was handed over and then another month for it to actually transaction to finish with the government and registration and all of that. And uh, yeah, I want to say it was from about like, it was about somewhere between two to three months. I want to say 10 weeks. I should have looked it up. <laughs> um but something like that and it was more like back and forth on paperwork that I need to kind of read the legal work and a lot of this paperwork is is kind of complex so uh, yes I was using a lawyer that uh that I trust but you know you also my my experience yeah. in Kenya because I've been burned before that's why I don't <laughs> have a lot of investments there is trust me verify so yeah. I was using um I was trying to verify trying to Read all the documents to make sure I understand it and where I don't know. I, you know, I was vetting with other people. And um, yeah, I had a great lawyer, but it was all the back and forth with the paperwork and agreeing on it and then, you know, sending money and waiting for the money to clear and then kind of going to the next stage. So, all in all, it took like uh, until it was done where the, it was registered with the government. It was a good almost four months, but at least we were able to take uh, possession of the property at, at about month ten weeks to twelve weeks somewhere there.
0: I'll ask in terms of now the real estate, um, the real estate project that you, you were you were working oh. on. Um, did you get in touch with a service provider? Um,
1: yeah. Uh, no, I did not. Um, I essentially I worked with. I, actually, I'll say yes and no. I primarily. And my primary agent was my brother, and uh, my sister helped me with the legal part of it, and um, uh, she's a lawyer by profession, but she doesn't do conveyance, so at least she was able to help me uh, in the interactions with, with the legal, because she understands it a little better. And so between those two, I was able to get most of the work done. My brother was able to do the legwork and finding the properties, etc. But we did contact a few professionals in the industry uh, to help with some aspects. I think when we're doing like, just trying to find places. They're like, uh, I think there's some agents that we used to help us assess the valuation of the places we were interested in. And more like, I I got a contact, uh from uh from somebody else and connected them with my brother and then my brother kind of followed up and they worked together they actually went and saw a couple of properties together but it was just again that person was just a favor and you know i i they run a business so hopefully they're hoping to also get a client from there but um outside of that i did everything through family
0: yeah All all right yeah uh, so, will you consider a service provider, and if so, um, what would be maybe some of the things that you will look for?
1: I actually would. Um, I was thinking about this before this interview, so I'll tell you. And actually, there's one that I would I would love to see if if maybe Dan International can have, can help with this. Um, in this process, one of the things that's remaining for this uh, kind of last thing was, um. Uh, I'm still not quite fully insured on this property, and I'm trying to figure out how. All right, so um, if you buy an apartment, right, like it's apartment that's part of a building, and there's like a service charge that the monthly service charge that includes um, in, uh, insurance for the building for the structure, right. But uh, the value on an apartment is more than a structure. Like you have finishings inside, like you have uh, your property. And I've been unable to find the right insurance that just kind of like supplements what is covered in the building insurance. uh, Because you also don't want to be in a situation of like double insurance. Because then you'll get into, at least my my understanding of it, you can get into a point Mm -hmm. where like, oh, you insured twice, and so if there's any claim, then now it's a back and forth between this insurance because they'll be trying to pawn off responsibility on each other. Um, yeah. So I've been unable to because when I talk to people, they're like, oh, well, here's a quote for insurance on the entire structure. I'm like, well, the entire, it's an apartment <laughs> in a building. Like, it's one yeah. of like, uh, I think they're like thirty-something apartments. If I'm not wrong, thirty-something units. Yeah. units. Um, and I just want insurance on my unit, but the building is already insured. So I want you to work with those parameters and quote me something for that supplemental. And I honestly, like, it's been it's been months. I kind of just sat on it and said, like, okay, well, I'm at a little bit of a risk here. And the difference between uh, the value of my unit and the and you know the building until I cover this, but because it was just so hard to like you know I'm trying to make phone calls and I talk to somebody and they're like oh we'll get back to you and then I also have to work with like the the property so the building you know they're selling units um, mm-hmm. and um, there's a management uh, company. And it, the management company has like the, the policy on the entire structure and trying to coordinate that management company with like the insurance company is, it's it's been difficult. So I just decided I'm going to deal with this the next time I'm in Kenya because the back and forth is really hard. I was trying to make phone calls and have a three-way conversation. Was very mm-hmm. unsuccessful too. So that's like something I would love where it's just, I tell somebody like, here's a framework of the problem I have here is the person at this company and here's a person at this company. I just need you to tell me where I can buy insurance for this based on the thing that I want. Right. Uh, so I would love to do that. Like, yes, I can, I can use my family, but they'll also be in the discovery process and have to talk to okay. somebody. It's like, Oh, let me talk to so-and-so. Um, and, um, You know, they also have day jobs where they'll have to take time. And, you know, Nairobi traffic, even if I just have to, like, you know, leave my job here to go talk to somebody uh, in this building, then it takes a whole day. So I would consider certain things where I just feel like I need somebody to do the legwork before I get in and actually execute on it. So in this particular example, it's maybe not like, oh, go buy me insurance but get me all the information I need. So then I can just go and close that deal.
0: Right. All right. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. So things like that, um, you know, I would do uh, even in the, in the process of where I was purchasing, like if I look back, they someone like, you know, just go and get this extra information that I've been unable to get online or take some pictures of the property. um, And it maybe get me some documentation. Um, dealing with an agent seems like because I can't fully do things online with people that that would be that would be very helpful.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's some interesting pointers uh, to look at there. Even even as as you're continuing to do maybe more market research also on our end. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I would like to wrap this up. Um, yeah, and so. Uh, what are your final thoughts moving forward? Maybe
1: with Dan International and uh, sort of your projects, or, yeah. Um, as I said, I don't, I don't necessarily have many projects. So I can say, like, oh, this is, um, you know, this is something I'm going to be using all the time, right? It's like I have these yeah. instances, uh, but it's something I'm very keen on exploring. Uh, just because I think it would help, maybe maybe knowing that I have the service would help me do more, right? Uh, I mentioned that um, you know I've I've shied away from from say investing in Kenya because I've been burned. Literally every single person that I know mm-hmm. in the diaspora who's tried to do a real real estate project has been burned. There is a percentage of like that. I guess doing business in Kenya, you just expect. <laughs> uh <laughs> but it's it's you know people have done it successfully right our friends are like okay i have i have like three apartments that i'm renting out but you know mm-hmm. i lost money on one right i don't know what they <laughs> hit average is but every single person i know has you know has had a bad deal right and so um finding Finding people like who are trustworthy may help actually do more. So for me, uh, maybe if you know a service like Grand International can like, you know, I can have like some of these smaller projects that as like oh I have like a reliable service can maybe encourage me to take up more things. Like a friend was uh, pitched to me an idea about an investment, um, again around real estate that. I was like, you know, I'd look into it. And so I asked my brother, when you find time, could you look into this for me? He got me some information. That's great. We're going to get more information. But because if I was on the ground, I'd maybe do more. Uh, But I'm a little hesitant just because just that feeling of like, I'm not in control is a deterrent. So thinking of done international as a way to give me a little bit more control, um, maybe would help do more. Um, so I'm excited about um, um, the kind of the idea for it in that I can try it out with a few projects I feel that I have now. I wouldn't completely delegate responsibility to Dan International. Mm-hmm. But over time, if it's wow. a beautiful wow. service, then it's something that may, you know, encourage me and maybe encourage others to do more, right?
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah,
1: so um, that's, yeah. that's kind of how it summarized, <laughs> how, how I look at it uh, right now.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for also for your insights and uh, maybe some of the things that you have pointed out that we, we might look into or uh, just starting with um, the small things and building up that momentum also yeah. for and building up that trust for also being entrusted with larger projects. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, um, I'll say uh, thank you for your time so much and uh, yeah, uh, maybe we'll uh, link offline yeah. <laughs> uh, for now. Yeah, so um, yeah. Dan International is on a mission to connect Africans living abroad to their home countries through informed investments and transparent operations. Our vision is to be a trusted service provider in the real estate, remittance, and repatriation sectors as we participate in the economic development of the African community. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us at Dan International across all our social media platforms and stay tuned.